When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for a judgment-free zone? Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let Me Touch You Podcast with your two favorite Leos and your girl Barbie, my favorite Leos, Styles and Jay. Guys, say what up. Leo gang is in the building. Oh yeah, both did it at the same time instead of us fighting to see who's gonna go first. Love we don't it. fight. We normally flip a coin or something. We're civil. We, we I'm always it. fighting to see who's gonna go first. Well, guys, we want to apologize for missing out last week. Life was life, and the moon and Scorpio, I believe, and all that good stuff is going on. So you know, be careful out there. I got. I have a new take on uh, religion, but. I'm going to leave it alone for right now. It's a rabbit hole. You have a new take on what? The whole moon stuff? No, religion. Just religion. Religion in general. I wasn't Ooh, talking he about came religion. with barrels loaded tonight. Yeah, yeah, but I'm... No, 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 no. I'm going to leave it alone because it's, it's a rabbit hole, but I... You know, in case I want to hear it. No, we're going to hear it before we get started. <clears throat> so religion is basically... It, it, I saw this clip because I was scrolling. So I saw this clip and the young lady was like, listen... You know, the people that are, you know, super duper religious and shit like that. They're only religious outside because behind closed doors, they're not religious. Religious. And then what they do is they take religion and they blame everything that they do bad or wrong on the devil. You get what I'm saying? See how that all. So they're not they're not people that hold themselves. Well, actually are accustomed to accountability, especially when it comes to themselves. Right, because you always got to cast out the devil. It's the devil. The devil's hard at work, and all that. No, shut the fuck up. You just fucked up. You're fucked up. It's not the devil. You're fucked up. You know. But anyway, I digress. What's next? I did see that clip. You saw it? Yes, I saw it. Why you send it to me? You send it to me. Oh, there we go. So I knew I was yeah. on. I knew I was shooting that shit out to anybody that I could rub the wrong way with it. I was sending that motherfucker. And, you know, the way she was saying it, I agree. A lot of times, you know, we use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I was tempted. It was the devil tempted me to cheat on my husband or cheat on my wife. Let's be honest. You were just tempted to sleep with that person. And that's that. Stop blaming it on the devil. Amen. You see that? That was me. So, like, for people who read the Bible, who know what it says, like, it literally says you were drawn away by your own desire. (laughs) So, yeah, they, they tend to forget. Devil. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jay. 
No, I'm just saying you can't blame the devil for you succumbing to something that you want to do. Like temptation is going to be there. And I understand maybe you can say, yes, the devil wants me to, you know, do what I'm not supposed to do. Or there are entities that want me to do what I'm not supposed to do. But it's it's on you to exercise some self-control. I think motherfuckers, and I'm using the word motherfucker respectfully, (laughs) use the Bible (laughs) as a means to avoid all the other shit. So adults don't have to adult. Because they, you know what I mean? They can blame it on something. Like, it's, it's something that they can blame it on. Um, it's for motherfuckers that don't have any discipline. That's what it's for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, you, I'll say yeah. this. I'll say that true. And I, I hate the word religion. Because religion is exactly what you described. That that young lady described. But um, relationship Cult. with God or relationship with higher power is all about accountability. And it's not about blaming or anything on anyone because so it's, it's it's kind of back to what you were saying like last week like if there was something outside of you that could force you to do things or that could present temptation is so strong that you would just you couldn't control yourself then god would be unjust to punish you for doing it because it was the devil <laughs> matter of fact that's what i'm gonna do from now on it's just the devil the devil's hard that's at work. Gonna shut the him. fuck up and grow up grow up Accountability. Need, adults right? need to start adulting at the end of the day. Amen. Yes. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. So today we actually have a clip. I don't have to read anything. This is from one of my fellow followers that shows me like the most love on Instagram. He's a huge supporter. So this is this week's clip. Hey world, it's your boy Trey, head management out of Lost Society Entertainment. I represent some of the hottest artists in Philly. If you want to find us on Instagram, look up LSTG underscore the label. But my question for you guys are what are battles in your relationship or with your partners that you feel you can't win if there are any and how do you guys compromise that's an amazing question so i'm gonna let the people in the relationship go first right so since styles is married let him go first and then we'll go to jay and then me i'll think i'll start thinking about things that i've gone through before yeah because you just seem like a very uncompromising person but Shut up. as for myself like I, ha- I literally have to wait. Like I can't engage or strike when the iron's hot because if I do, then I'm gonna lose that battle every time because I'm a hothead. So I'm not thinking logically. So as far as she's concerned, she, I take the L all the time, but I gotta spin the block. When I spin the block, I'm better for it. Okay, so I'm wounded at first. I spin the block and I win the battle. That's just how that works. So that's how, you know, we come to the compromise and stuff like that. And I don't want to make it seem like a steamroller either. You know, it's just that I myself need time to actually really think about it. So. Okay, but you, what Jay? would be a situation where you guys what? had to crop a situation where you guys had to compromise? Okay. This is silly. But I'm going to talk about it. So we made a bet. Right. And the bet that we made was we were watching Game of Thrones. And when your man was like, he was standing in the, you know, in the chambers with the king and the queen and everybody, the black guy, the 
you know, with the white hair, whatever. I don't know his name. Forgive me, because I wasn't prepared. But he went down a thing. He was talking about how the future queen, who's going to inherit the throne, he was like, listen, her kids, her kids are bastards. Like he, and he put emphasis on the B. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Then he said, the king, mind you, the king, now he's about to talk about the king's daughter. She, and he was like, she's a whore. Right? So the whole time we're going back and forth because, you know, we, we talked about the episode and whatnot. And then she was like, yo, did you see? They said, like the guy said, she's a hoe. So I was like, nah, man. He didn't say she's a hoe. He said whore. She was like, yo, you want to make a bet? And I'm like, yeah, 10 bucks. So we did it. Boom, boom. <clears throat> Went back, listened to it. And he said it so fucked up. That you could tell it was whore But in her head she was you know said ho And I'm thinking well maybe it was an easter egg And they just want us to I was like man there were no hoes back then (laughs) There weren't any hoes So instead of going back and forth I zelda the bread So she got the bread Then my my mother-in-law got involved She was like yo y'all are stupid Why don't you just turn on the captions And it'll tell you what he said So she ended up having to zell me back the money Right. So again, like I said, what I did was I took the L initially. I spun the block and got my bread back. Okay. Jane? Okay. Uh, so one that comes to mind is uh, it involves child rearing um, and our perspectives on uh, discipline as well as, you know, just method. Right. And so I, d- I always tend to be a little stricter Because that's how my upbringing was It was like, you know We gotta hold it on you Because if we give you an inch You're gonna take a mile Right? <laughs> and so that's that's what I, I, I saw in, 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 in her children And so I was pretty strict with mine So it was just across the board And so that was a point of contention for us Because we didn't have the same ideals And ideologies when it came to how to raise children So The compromise was That I would Practice more leniency And that she would Practice a little more Discipline You know So Yeah I mean it You know it worked Somewhat <laughs> I'm a sucker in that arena Okay well When it comes to me <laughs> I don't think Obviously, Styles is right. I don't think I've ever compromised. It's usually um, keeping it a hundred. Yeah, I wish you guys could see Jay's face. I. It's usually my way or the highway, right? Um, probably why I'm single. But I have realized these things that you know, in order for a relationship to work, you have to compromise, and I never did. And yeah, here I am. So no, I've never compromised for anything. Mm. Usually whatever I say goes the way I think it should be done is the only way that's the right way. And that's that. Yo, um, yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. No, stay silent. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Because you look like you like, got a lot to say. Like, was anybody ever happy standing next to you? I mean, think about it. They moved out of their you house to face. be with you to feel like they actually... Live with their mother and father again 
that's just how I'm looking at it. Like I'm not going to get with somebody and feel like because they were with me for a lot of years. But they're not with you now. So I think it was just a war of attrition. Probably. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, there's a whole bunch of shit that I used to do before that I realized <laughs> like that if it was me and it was the other way around, I wouldn't have tolerated it. And right. you know, I appreciate them for tolerating it as long as they did. And here we are. Learning, healing, growing. Let, let me ask you a question and I'll make this quick because I know that what we're about to dive into is gonna take a minute. But when would you e- would you even go for somebody of that caliber again, knowing that they suffered through that? I don't I, I mean suffered respectfully. What you mean? I'm not understanding the question. Meaning your way of the highway. Meaning I just moved in with my parents again. That thing. Would I Would you go for a guy that was, you know, that that leaned in that direction? Well well, actually No. No. Okay. That's that was my question. Yeah. No. Okay. But people, I'm getting better. I promise. Heart to heart. It's time for the main topic. Let's have a heart to heart. So this week we're going to be discussing the avoidant attachment style. And just like every other week before we dive in, we're going to do the Huang update. So I spoke to Huang the other day and, you know, any updates that I give you guys, he allows me to give the updates. I'm not just sharing information to share it. Right. So Huang fell back into the trap. What do you guys think about that? I'm not going to judge that, brother, because, you know, we've all been weak for somebody. You know, however, um, you can't you can't stand in line for advice and then get to the window and decide you don't want to take the advice. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. So you have to determine whether you're actually ready to get help before you start asking for help, because you just start to spend everybody else's wills and people get frustrated. So that's just where I'm at with it. You know, um, I wish that he would have a little bit more respect for himself and understand what's going on, you know, with that whole situation. But we all, like I said, we all have made pit stops with somebody that we wish we could have that back, you know, and mm-hmm. were emotionally mature to actually handle that situation. But right now it's just like, yeah, you can't, you can't ask questions that you know the answers to only to go against the answers that you're given. So that's just where I'm at with it. Juan, best of luck, my, my guy. Yeah, Jay, what's your advice for Juan? Oh, so first and foremost, um, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Um, Moving on or changing old habits, whatever they may be, it's a process involved. And so wherever there's a process, there will be sometimes, most of the time, setbacks. And so we... We go through cycles and we go through setbacks and sometimes it's not necessarily setbacks. It could be that, you know, you fall into the trap, but you have a few new tools in your arsenal and you're able to use those tools and come out on the other side unscathed and and successful. So, you know, um, the story is still being written, sounds like to me. Right. So, you know, we'll see how it how it uh, how it plays out. I mean. He may have a few plays and the plays may be working for the moment and he may find himself down the road having to call an audible and, and that may happen, you know? 
<laughs> and that's just how that goes. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, but at least, hopefully, he at least has some plays in his playbook to to draw on and to pull on. But I'd say first and foremost, you know, don't get down on yourself and be like, oh my god, you know, I'm messed up or I'm weak or whatever. At the end of the day, are you getting what you want? Are you getting what you need? Because if you are not, then you have to change something. I'm not saying that it has to be lock the doors. I don't and throw away the key or change the locks, as Styles put it. <laughs> yeah, change the but, locks. But there has to be some change because we all know that you can't get a different result if you keep doing the same thing. I agree 100%. And I Listen. gave him the same advice that you guys started with. You know, right. don't beat yourself in the head. We've all been there. No, no, no. Say you guys. That was Jay's opinion. My my opinion is. I thought you, you said something like that. No, no, no. Something, something. I didn't say nothing like that. Nothing of nothing of the oh, sort. Damn, I thought I heard at all. I went I went completely <laughs> in the opposite direction. My thing is, I don't think this dude is beating himself up. He's right where he wants to be. Is is not he ain't beating himself up? He is not beating this. Trust me, and when I tell you, he's not beating himself up. He's like, listen, I'm fine with being second. Let me be second, and I'm like, you fine with it? You like it? I love it. So that's that's just where I'm at with it. But don't act like it's a problem because it's not a problem because it's not one that you're ready to solve. So until you're ready to solve it, do your thing. That's a great point, Styles. Because there's a lot of times, for example, when you know I was speaking to him, I told him we've all been there. We've all met that somebody that no matter how hard you try, you'll let go and they'll suck you right back in because you just have that connection with them. Especially when you have years, so many years invested. It's hard. It's easier said than done to let go, right? So I told him, I was like, you know, take it. Day one day at a time. Don't say you're stupid. Don't say, you know, don't downplay yourself because you're a man that's in love. When you're in love, love wins over everything. You don't care what anybody has to say. You don't care what anyone has to, you know, their judgment based on whatever's going on in the relationship. But Styles made a good point where there's a lot of times where we're in a situation like that and we're quick to go to our family and friends and tell them what's going on. If you're not 100% sure what you're going to do, I think it's best to find at least one person you can confide in and talk to them so you won't have to bottle it inside. But once, you know, the family starts getting involved and they have they form their opinion it can just mess it up if you do decide to get back with her and then you know the families are against each other it just fucks it all up in my opinion what styles and nothing i'm just confused with where you guys getting the fact that this dude is like down on himself he's not that this is where he wants to be we no, have we understand to that, that oh so okay. maybe i'm confused the thing is people have a tendency to get down on themselves if they make a decision that was contrary to their previous decision they made, I'm just using an example. And if it doesn't work out the way that they thought, then then people tend to get a little down on themselves, want to beat themselves up, want to say, man, I, huh, and, and get, you know, frustrated. But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, no one can want anything for anyone more than they should want it for themselves. So what I'm basically saying is that I understand where he's at. I've been in that situation many times. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being hopeful. You should always be hopeful. But but here's the thing. I think a lot of times people fail to realize that people do what we allow, right? 
And sometimes we have to not allow certain things in order to get the result that we actually want. And so there needs to be a pattern, a consistent pattern of certain behaviors on our parts to send the message to them that this won't be tolerated. I say it all the time. I teach my children. I I practice it. I tell it to everybody I meet on the street. The first time someone violates in any way, wherever there's a violation, there must be a demonstration. So you have to check it right then. It may be a punch in the mouth. It may be a, a couple kind words in the corner, but it has. They, you have to check it then because without knowing it, we train people in how they treat us, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we constantly allow people to feel that it is okay, I can come in and out of your life at leisure, however I please, then they'll continue to do that until you send the message that that's no longer allowed. And so now you got to shit or get off the pot. Yep. I agree. And I'm going to say this. My man Juan, right? You're in love with an idea. You don't love her. There's nothing to talk about. We can move on now. Okay. So we'll leave that there. Juan, we wish you the best of luck. Give us an update for next week. This week, avoidant attachment styles, right? So to those who are new, it's your first time listening to this episode, to this podcast, to us, we're discussing a book called Attached. Every week we discuss the chapters. This week we're discussing the avoidance. Avoidance are someone who is uncomfortable with intimacy and they fear commitment. That's like a pretty simple way to describe it. So what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to play a clip and then the guys and I will discuss the clip and much more. First clip is as follows. Other studies have found that faced with a stressful life event, such as divorce, the birth of a severely disabled child, or military trauma, avoidance defenses are quick to break down, and they then appear and behave just like people with an anxious attachment style. Okay, when I heard this, I found it to be a little funny. So what I took from it is that, long story short, avoidance are anxious people who just use that defense mechanism of avoiding shit to keep going and moving on right so my question to you guys is what are your thoughts when it comes to this and I know you guys are both secure but back when you were avoidance did you have like a certain defense mechanism that you did use oh Jay you were never avoiding you always secure sorry styles I mean nah I set myself up for success like, I, I didn't, you know, first of all, I created distance and I maintained the distance, literally physical distance. So, you know, I didn't have um, that. Well, that was my defense mechanism, you know, so I had to set the parameters for how I was operating at that time. And that's how I was operating. So you would agree that it was a whole defense mechanism, but deep down inside you were anxious. When you think of the anxious stuff we spoke about last week. Did you experience any of those things? Being anxious? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, like I, well, like I've said for the past 10 weeks that we've been doing this book. Um, when he says <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> Yo, this is the book that just won't end. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've gone through the whole anxious thing. And I think that that's when I was learning how to love or what to love or who to love and how to love and all of that. You know, um, 
learning that you know checking up on the person of interest every 10 seconds wasn't a thing or a healthy thing at that you know so yeah i've gone through the whole anxious thing like am i good enough for her without having a conversation you know and i think that that was one of the things that i didn't do or want to do constantly it's like yo just do a, a temperature check you know and i didn't do that but that was part of i guess my anxious pattern anxious or lifestyle or whatever yeah my anxious era i like that yeah stick with that Jay, I know you say you've always been secure, but like when you think about any past relationships, you've never once been anxious or an avoidant just to protect. Well, you're not going to be anxious to protect yourself and avoidant to protect yourself. I don't think I was ever avoidant with the idea of protecting myself in mind consciously, maybe subconsciously. But I do know that I've behaved Avoidantly towards certain females because there were certain things that I just like. Like for example, if a female annoyed me, then I was definitely an avoidant. What's like, annoying? What What do you mean? Like what was what would they do that would annoy yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just just being um, being too much in any way whatsoever. Being extra. Like I get annoyed with women who constantly need validation. I get annoyed with women who. Are, are saying things like You love me I want to always just randomly Give me a kiss And then like You know like Have Want to do weird Ritualistic things And so But but let me Let me be honest And let me say this Like It depends on how much You like the woman too Because if I'm really Into yeah. a woman I will allow Some of that annoying shit <laughs> Excuse my French <laughs> Um and and but then what I've learned is that it eventually becomes too much, and then I I still end up, you know, feeling away. But so yeah, I just feel like there would be things that I didn't necessarily care for. Like some women are overly affectionate. I am a very affectionate guy, but like you know, there are some moments when I don't want to be touched and touched. Handled, yeah. You know? Sometimes you just happen. need your space. Right. That does happen. But once again, if I'm into a woman and I'm in love with a woman, like I'm never going to complain about her touching But then there are those moments when I'm with someone that I like and she's cool, but I'm not there yet that it gets, it becomes too much. If that even makes any sense. So I just think that at the end of the day, that's, those have been the only instances in which I've been avoided. Okay. Not bad. And yes, it does make a lot of sense because when you're really not into someone, it's just certain shit just annoys you, and that's right. that, you know. Okay, so or watching her um, wake up in the morning is annoying. You're not into it. What happened? What you said? I didn't hear you. No, I said watching her wake up in the morning is annoying. You're not into it. So a lot of a lot of stuff that yeah, that's it too. Because I'm I'm that too that way too. Like with the whole touchy feely thing, but. Like my person, I I crave that all day, every day. That's absolutely which is wild, but yeah. I still wouldn't want nobody to smack my ass in public, even if I mean that's what you. you, But that's (laughs) public. How do we go? How do we get there? Because remember one episode we were talking about um, display of affection in the streets, and I'm not into it. Yeah. So Mm. even if I'm really into you, still don't smack my ass, guys. And and that's the thing you. You being a Latina, you may understand this a little bit. Um, I remember like dating 
a young lady and for whatever reason I won't say it but like her and her where she's from like if the guy's driving like they basically sit damn near on his lap on the driver's side (laughs) and and for me for me it was too much I was like oh like can you go over there like or holding the hand and like on top of the cup holder like while like you driving with stuff. one hand, it's kind of weird stuff, you know. Y'all are wild. Like I'm over the I'm hand over it. the seat. Like like she got the hand over the seat. But that's the thing, though. Like I don't know. Like I, to me, it was a cultural thing, diff, very mm. different. Because I never had any woman come and sit that close to me while I'm trying to drive. And you're not yeah. in your seat. You're over here. And I, you know. I mean, unless there was some other stuff going on, I was on, about I to say, to if I'm not getting that close to you, unless I'm doing something else, I'm not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> not to drive to show Mars. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That's too much for me. But yeah, I get I it. I mean, all right. Let's let's get focused. Because, okay, so the driving thing is definitely out over the, you know, over the center console because most cars, you know, there's a lot involved between you and her for her to be that close. You understand what I'm saying? So she fucking up the whole vibe with that anyway. But um the smacking on the ass in the public, sure. That's you know, I don't I don't think that that's I personally don't go for that either. You know what I mean? You won't put your hand in my pocket, whatever. Um but smacking on the ass, no. But when you guys were talking about the touchy Philly thing, I was thinking like just around the house type shit. You know what I mean? Like and I know how that can be annoying because if I'm not into you, I don't want you up under me 24-7. Like, go sit over there. Especially if Styles hey, is watching there. the football game. I mean, <laughs> listen, but I'm participating. <laughs> I'm I'm participating. Well, see, don't you gonna get me in trouble. Because yeah, I, I don't you, get you know you're I don't get calls on, on, on Sunday at all. Or Monday night. <laughs> or Thursday night. What? Yeah. Okay, that's a whole other story because you my <laughs> husband, I'm gonna call you whenever the heck I want. I mean, no, 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 you absolutely can. And I Retain the right not to answer the phone. But go ahead. Do your thing. Anyway, because that'll be a whole nother conversation there. All right. So um, I found it interesting that he mentioned that people who are avoidant, they do let their guards down when they have something distracting them. So let's say, for example, you're in a you're an anxious person dating an avoidant. And all of a sudden you guys have kids or God forbid, one of your kids are sick. Something that is distracting them, not letting them completely focus on one thing, they do let their guards down and they can show the love that they need to show. I found that like super interesting because I was like, hmm, it makes sense because guys, as I always said before, I'm usually attracted to avoidance. So the two main relationships I've been in have been with avoidance. And it made me think back to, you know, when I gave birth, how different it was compared to the other times in the relationship and it makes a whole lot of sense. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Good to know. What are your thoughts on that? So I feel like avoidance, I don't know. They special. Yeah, very much so. But I, I do feel like, you know, for something to trigger that in you and, and make you Show certain things So I never looked at it or felt like avoidance Were actually Putting up a ruse Like I don't see it that way I see it more like They are avoidant And some are avoidant to protect their feelings But I feel like they are avoidant Because that's just how they 
function best in relationships. It's like I'm I'm an island and we can, you know, engage in this, you know, treaty and visit each other from time to time. But I don't really want to merge cultures or merge countries or, you know. So with that perception of of an avoidant, when I heard him say this, I almost felt like is that like a manipulation tactic or something like initially? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of how I looked at it. Like, what what is it? But then I guess I do understand that sometimes, without realizing it or without noticing it, they begin to care more than they thought they did. Now I have seen that. Like, it's the it's the old mean grandmother or grandfather that doesn't really show the kids much love. But then something happens and they 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 show how much they care. Like, despicable yes. me type, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, on further investigation, I believe that that does happen. But I, I don't think it's even conscious. Conscious. I think it's something that they don't realize it until it happens. That's my opinion. And I will have to agree with that. All right. So let me run it down for the people what this what this man, this author, respectfully, um, basically said that, you know, um, the, the avoiding um, attachment style is. Independence, independence, excuse me, is the key to life for them. That was one. Mm-hmm. The author also paints the avoiding as someone chasing better all the time. So they're never settling. They never sit still long enough to fully absorb the person that they're with because they always think that there's something better on the other side of the door. He also he also classified as less satisfied and content in their relationship. So I have a question for you guys. Can we call what they're in? A relationship truly No I wouldn't Okay I was an avoidant At one point in my life mm-hmm. Once um, my first relationship ended And I used That whole avoidant thing As a you know Way to protect myself And I didn't classify Any situation that I was in As a relationship It was just People I was dealing with and I just dealt with it accordingly. So, no, I wouldn't consider it a relationship. Jay? Uh, it depends. I mean, that's my opinion. I think it just <laughs> depends on whether or not they agree to a relationship. Because if you agree to a relationship, whether you behave like you're in a relationship or not, you're in a relationship. You're bound that's by the point. contract yeah. of your words. Yeah, right? I guess, yeah. I forgot about the contract. That's that's actually a good thing. Now, the other thing that he also mentioned in a roundabout way is that a, attachment styles or learned behavior, right? I um, agree. Well, and he spent a lot of right, and he spent a lot of time talking about correcting the behavior um, that so many way that in so many ways will be to your detriment. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, like this is where my signals got crossed. Should I be happy if I'm an avoidant? Because it sounds like I'm a deviant, respectfully. <laughs> I'm just saying. He was painting me out to, to be like, you're an asshole. And, you know, and in one hand, it's okay to be an asshole. On the other hand, it's like, you need to fix that. Yeah. Being an avoidant, it has its pros and its cons. Um, It's like if you're an asshole, yeah, you basically are an asshole. I That's think. a fact. I yeah. Am. I am. I know. Believe me, I know. And I'm not trying uh, to fix it, though. Why not? But no, you did fix it as time went by because now you're secure. 
So no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So you say, oh, so you're applying asshole to um, avoidant. Yeah, the avoidant styles. Why is that though? Because being an avoidant, you're really not thinking of someone else's feelings. You're only thinking about your own feelings. But ultimately, isn't a relationship about self-preservation? Because if I can't help myself, I can't help you. Yeah, but once you're in that state of mind where you you know you can help yourself, then here you are. You're supposed to be able to help your partner. A person that's avoidant only thinks about themselves, not their partner. Well, don't make me spin a block. <laughs> so I think that a misconception... That could possibly be developed about a secure attachment style is that they're always like, like catering and nurturing and open arms, and I don't think that that is actually an accurate depiction, right? For secure, for secure. Yeah, no, I don't. Although see that. that's part of it, although that's part of it, I think that uh, one of the characteristics of a secure. Uh, attachment style is the ability to be independent but not to like want it to be that way to the point that they um that they like ostracize their person you see what i'm saying so a secure is actually i'm okay if you don't have time for me right but i'm also okay if you want to spend a ton of time with me because you're my person whereas the avoidant is is a little different like I don't give a shit what it, I don't want to spend this much time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so go ahead. Go ahead. No, because they're actually trying to protect themselves. So they, they don't want to get okay. hurt. So doing things like that, it's something what he categorizes as um, deactivating strategies, right? For avoidance that I'm before I mention a few styles. Is there any that can come to your head that you used to do when you were avoidant? What's that? Deactivating strat strategies. I get some twisted with that word. You got to explain to the people what that is. You're absolutely right. So deactivating strat, you know the S word, that word. Strategies. Um, shut up. Deactivating like strat strategies is things that you do to basically protect yourself. So if you see yourself getting too attached to someone, you'll do something. That Styles is about to say now as an example, and after he gives his, I'll give more. So something an avoidant does to protect themselves, basically. Well, in, in my line of work at that time, <laughs> as an avoidant, as if it were a job, um, I would create more distance. Okay, you know, because, thing. yeah, because everybody knows that, you know, distance builds resentment, especially with no conversation. You know, if there's no communication and it's just you're just putting distance between yourself and the other person, the other person's building up resentment. So, you know, it, it basically cools off what was actually warming up. Yeah, and then, you know, the anxious person gets psycho, shows up at your job, you know, shit like that. I don't do psychos, so I've never had that problem. So you've got one opportunity <laughs> to show me that you're fucking crazy and then you get the ultimate distance. I'm moving to Mars. So distance was your main thing. That was your goal. Distance was... That the only thing you need it That's the recipe Okay Alright so I'm gonna mention a few So one would be saying or thinking That you're not ready to commit But staying with someone Because of the years So you're staying in a long relationship With someone Because you've invested so many years with them But deep down inside you're telling yourself That you're not ready for this That's one deactivating strategy 
Another one is focusing on small imperfections in your partner. The way he or she talks, eats, sleeps, listen. When I tell, when I read this one, I it's crazy because I did it. I remember there was this guy I was dating. I stopped dating him because I didn't like the way he would drink. He were he would drink whatever it is, and he would go. I couldn't do it. It's <laughs> crazy. Nah, and this Side was back note, when I, I was avoiding. I stopped eating cereal because of the way that my sister ate cereal at the table and the milk would like fall out of her mouth and I was so disgusted. I'm like, I'm done. I don't I just don't want cereal anymore. Matter of fact, put mine in a bowl, no milk. <laughs> All right. The next one would be um pinning after an ex girlfriend or boyfriend, which is something that he considers the Phantom X, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Pulling away, like Style says, not calling for several days, not being intimate with your partner. Forming relationships with an impossible future. This is another thing that I'm not ashamed to say it because it's something that I did. I used to do. If I knew a guy really wasn't looking for something serious, if he was like a fuckboy and, you know, I knew I didn't want to get attached to him. I used to go with fuckboys. I didn't care because I knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere. It was just going to be just that so that was one of my defense mechanisms. What? For me, that's it. I don't know. Uh, again, like just knowing old Bob as per, you know, what you've said on the podcast and shit like that. Like, fuck boys was really going for that. Like, whatever Bob says goes. Like, that's what yeah. they were doing. Listen, you don't... can we can we really truly classify them as fuck boys if that's the case? Because every action has an equal reaction. So it does, you know. but I not to sit here and just um, toot my horn, but I've gotten with guys, fuck boys, good boys, any boys, whatever I say goes. It's always been now bad. one of one of because I'm you're talking to a former fuck boy here, and one of our strong suits. <laughs> no, I be listen. I've I've been very Talk open about it, and honest about it on every platform I've ever been on, and one of our strong suits is our ability to just go with the flow and be like, yeah, I'll do it, baby. But what makes us a fuck boy is we going. Say we're going to do it We're going to act like we're going to do it But we're going to do some other stuff <laughs> We're going to do the total opposite And we're going to never like No one has ever never before So <laughs> Okay so I mean? they, Right so go along to get along But we're going to do some covert shit yeah, Like ops but, but what makes us fuck boys Well I'm not now But what you know When I was a member of that club What makes a fuck boy <laughs> a fuck boy Is the fact that they are so convincing because at the time they believe it themselves, mm-hmm. they believe it until Big Butt Shaquita comes around, and then it's like, oh. yeah. So <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a it rabbit like, hole. I'm gonna stay away from that rabbit hole for right now. I'm not with even me, gonna go like get that rabbit they, hole. They met Handle their match. That. So what things that they, I said, with me is like if they met their match, things that they were used to doing with females and females would allow. It was like I can't do it with Barbie. I met my match and. It kept them there. So you was just folding the, the fuck boys so, and putting so them in the drawer. I was yeah, like, so. So you what? were rehabilitated. You were like they was actually really switching fuck up. Boy for you or they was just yeah, and I broke a lot of hearts. Oh, that's good. Hold on, stop. Time out. Let me call a twenty real quick. So he did have. Because I'm sorry, Jay. I took like eight fucking pages of notes, and y'all not gonna disrespect yeah, yeah, yeah. my notes. I'm going back to the notes. Y'all gonna dance around a whole bunch of other shit. Okay, no, all right, yeah. Wait, I wrote these shits down. One more. No, no, one no, no, more. no. No more. Okay. No more. Which one? One more. No, Last okay. one. 
avoiding physical closeness, not wanting to have sex, and you know all the intimacy stuff that mm. Jade was talking about earlier. One of the deactivating strategies is avoiding all those things. Yeah, but then you're not even. Again, that goes back to my original question: Are they really truly in a relationship? So That's we're gonna why leave I told that you alone. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then Jay jumped in and he refereed the situation, and he was like, "Yeah, because there's a contract involved." Because we forgot the contract, but he had he also had an example. The author he said, "All right, so basically Susan refers to her trail of broken hearts jokingly, and also looks at her previous situations at jail time, right? Mm-hmm. Me myself." I'm not going to frown upon that, right? Because I see it as comfort and comfort equates to happiness. So she was happy. You understand? And remember, I told, we talked about self-preservation. I threw that grenade in there. You know, maybe she's not in the right emotional space to accommodate the full latitude of an, of an all-encompassing relationship. I'm reading this, people. I wrote Where's this the down. Where's the applause? Where's the applause? But still, hold on. But still wants <laughs> and desires very specific parts of an albeit, wait, of it, albeit, to a very limited degree Alright um, Self is much But satisfying to her So who are we to judge You understand what I'm saying So if she If this is what she does Remember I think To simplify this whole thing Like The entire book We haven't even gotten to the end It's still another 10 weeks To simplify the whole book <laughs> What it is is you, There's somebody for everybody I'm throwing it to you Bob Go ahead Take it away I agree. And I was Susan at one point and I being in those situationships, it I was happy, you know? I was content with that. Right. And it was good. It worked for me at the moment. Right. So I'm trying to understand avoiding sex. Okay, let's let's just put this out here. He was stuck on that. I seen his face, both. Yeah, so did I. Uh Uh-huh. In order to protect yourself? Is that is that is that what I'm to believe? I'm going to share something with you guys, right? So, this is the thing. What I'm thinking about as far as, like, the avoidance of sex is basically creating space. That's how I equate it. Like, you know what I mean? So, I don't want to be that close to you, especially intimacy. Because once you start to get intimate with that person, remember, that person's going to form their own thoughts of what's going on. When you just, maybe just trying to get a nut. But go ahead, Bob. Talk about it. If we're not sleeping together, there's no point, like... If I'm avoiding you, I'm avoiding. Wait, 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 wait. Like if we, Jay, the the contract is void. You voided the contract. You tore it up. Listen, here's what I'm gonna say. If I'm being an avoidant, if I want that much space from someone that I'm willing to take sex off the table, then I'm just gonna ghost you. That's a fact. There's no point because. Yeah, like if I don't want, if I want that much, like hey, you know what? Hold on, hold on. You know what you're doing, though, Jay. Hold on, because we 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 shaming Bob right now. Cause she has a story And she's like Damn y'all just Fucked my story up Told the story to pieces Yeah Okay She was like Damn that was me Go ahead Yeah that is me Currently I know So I Wait 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 It can't be you currently Cause you have to be In a situation Are you in a situation That you didn't tell us about No But when my last situation Stopped I promised myself That I wasn't gonna Have sex until next year So when Jay said Not having sex How does that you know how is that equivalent to healing? And um, I did not say that. He, he most certainly you didn't? did not. You said no. something to that extent. No. Nah, so no, no. no. Y'all gonna you were using your woman brain when he said what he said, <laughs> you and you well, translated so the he, shit differently. So what did you say? You remember what you said? I said, "How does not having sex 
uh, equate to a defense uh, mechanism. Equate to a defense mechanism. Nah, he didn't mechanism. say that. We're that's gonna right. listen to. Nah, that. that's really what I that's said. That's absolutely what he said. Nah, it's cool. Yeah. All right. If so you anyway. play it back, that's what I said. Yeah. Um. And currently, I am not doing anything with anyone. Am I speaking to people? Yes. I've made it clear to these people from the very beginning that um, no matter how much they like me or I like them, I am not having sex with them. So it's, you know, listening to what you guys are saying and this chapter, I'm wondering if I'm going back into my avoidance stages. I need to. No, nah, you're just setting boundaries. Let's not confuse the two. But this is the thing, though. Right. This is the thing. I'm just trying to understand, like, what this conversation sounds like. Hey, Bob. Hey, so-and-so. Check it out. I understand that you. I understand that you. Um, you interested in me, but you understand that we're not fucking, right? I'm. I'm like taking that off the table. Like, you know, you can buy me mm-hmm. four chicken wings and French fries. That's cool. I like hot sauce and, and ketchup on with all shit. Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. But we not fucking though. It's that's At not all. happening. You understand? So, one, you're not in a relationship. So I don't know if that is avoidant. That's just basically setting boundaries. Um. Yeah, you're just trying to include yourself. Go. I'm with it. I agree. I do want to say something real, real quick. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. When I when I when I think of excluding sex or use or distance or taking text sex mm, sex off the table, the way that he presented it, the way I heard it was like sex had already been something that was happening. Mm. And like it had happened maybe once or twice or something, and you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna put the the wall up. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm gonna limit this because I don't want to, you know, get attached. And so I don't see that as like I don't see many people doing that as a defense mechanism. This is just my opinion as a defense mechanism, especially right. if it's good. Right. So that's a fact, though. Right. Yeah, that's I a fact, it. though. Because as much as you can Even use that good, rose so, and another toy, yes. you know, what I mean, you still need those two arms to, you know, grab caress fondue. Good with my toy. I mean, so, you, you say so that, but this, that's not oh, the. We're gonna have this toy conversation because the toy conversation is kind of ridiculous <laughs> at the end of the day. It's got like, it. I, I, it's all right. Yeah, it's so different. now that I'm, I'm thinking of the reason why I decided to stop. You know, having sex. Um, the last person that I was dealing with, we had a great um connection. Sex was amazing. Mm-hmm. When that ended, I. I know and he knows that when it comes to that, we can always go back to each other because we have that connection, right? The sex? So I, now, yeah. Now that I'm thinking of it, the whole reason why I did it is to make sure that I don't go back to him for the sex. Wait, time out. So, you, so you're so you enacting a small dash of self-discipline. We going back to the Bible again? What are we doing? Is it the no, devil? No. Is the devil standing outside? Shut what the up. fuck is going on right now? What just happened? Because I'm over here, honestly, when I told myself that I wasn't going to have sex anymore, I was like, you know, I'm not going to have sex anymore. I'm tired of having sexual connections with men. Because honestly, Mm -hmm. guys, I do feel that a lot of connections I've had with men have been based mainly off of sex. I'm tired of having sexual connections with men, so I'm no longer going to have sex. But what I did was use uh, the activating strategy to Mm -hmm. protect myself from the last guy that I was with. Yo, it's and here funny I, how I am torturing these new guys that are in the picture that want to talk to me. Them. Yo, one I of them know. even told me. One of them told me he was like, "Why are you keeping her hostage for?" He was like, "Let her out." I was like, "No, you can't have her." Listen, this is the thing. 
people got to stop using sex as a utility. That's not what it is. And that, and I'm gonna leave it there. You know, I'm just on my grown man shit right now. 48 is just shining through right now. Forgive me. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I know it trips some nah, people up, but no, that's not. Yeah, it, it's not a utility. It, it's not. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There was a point when you know before I actually got married that like you get the package. You understand what I'm saying? You're not gonna get pieces of the package. Once we sign on the dotted line, that's you're getting the package. You're getting it all. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I remember back in the day, it'd be like, yo, you can't take a chick here unless you're really interested. Nah, you. If I can't take you there, we're not even talking. You understand what I'm saying? If I can't do that, we're not talking. And I'm not going to waste time on some like, yo, the connection could be good. There's a time and place for everything. And sex happens to come on the table. And we're like, we're going to wait. For what? Let's unpack that motherfucker, find out what it is. And if we truly have a connection, we moving forward. And if not, now we know now. <clears throat> okay. That's I mean, that's dumb with that stir fry shit. I'm, I'm good. I'm not even, ain't no... Six months That shit right there Is out the window You know That's I don't even think That I've talked to a woman Matter of fact of Yeah that, I don't want It becomes a game then though you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does It does It does I agree with that It's 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 like the woman Who all of a sudden Decides that Yeah I'm gonna be celibate So I can get the man Of my dreams And Like it doesn't work like that Honestly Truthfully Like you could get It's like what dreams. Yeah, you, you, yeah. yeah. It's like, so you're trying to use sex to weed out uh, uh, the, the fuck boys, basically. Or, you, or the lack of sex, the, the holding back of sex to weed out the fuck boys. And the real fuck exactly. boy is going to wait as long as you want him to wait because he's fucking somebody else. We can't drink together until after we get married because I don't want you to see me tips. Get the fuck out of here. Take that shit up the block. Yeah, that's the Move whole around. Thing. Ain't like, nobody you, trying to hear that shit. Is you trying to real. Yeah, you trying to reel a motherfucker in, you trying to trap a motherfucker in the marriage. I mean, I'm being honest. Like, that's how I see it. That's how most you're guys right. gonna see it. We can't have sex until we get married. So what you're hoping is that I can I can tease this guy and entice this guy enough that he'll marry me. Yeah. That he'll hang on, on long enough to marry me and get the box. Yeah. But is that really what you want though? All right, so because to close up this conversation, what, what, I, right? Before we go to the next <laughs> yeah. clip. Since this is what I'm doing right now, so y'all would advise me stop doing it if I want to fuck, just fuck. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying, what is what Style said earlier. You're setting if you haven't had sex with someone, you're setting boundaries. But if you've been okay. having sex with someone and you really in your in the, your heart of hearts want to keep having sex, but you withhold because you don't want to get attached, that's different. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next clip. Joe, 29. When I was growing up, my father constantly told me not to rely on anyone. He said it so many times, it became a mantra in my head. You can only count on yourself. I never disputed its truth until I first went to therapy. Relationships? Who needs them, I told my shrink. Why would I waste my time being with someone when I can only count on myself? My therapist opened my eyes. That's nonsense, he said. Of course you can and should count on other people. Okay, my question to you is, right, when it comes to parenting, because this is like Style said earlier, it's a trained behavior, the whole avoidant thing, right? It's a learned behavior. Do you... What I said? What word did I say? Trained. Oh, yeah, that. 
Uh-huh. You train dogs. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a learned behavior. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to your children, do you like try to install in your children to be independent and not depend on anyone? Or do you tell them it's okay for them to come and depend on you? To a certain okay, so to a certain degree, as far as life is concerned, I want my son and my daughters. I mean, son and daughters. I'm wilding. My sons and my daughter to be um, self reliant. Um, as far as like emotional dependency, the world is so fucked up right now. You know, you it's hard to to really teach them who to pour who and when to pour into somebody. You know, so we're navigating that as we move through life. You know, because I could pull all of that, put all of that on them right now, and they wouldn't be in emotional space to actually even handle that. So we have to go through it, and we have to go through it together. So the key for me, basically, is to keep the door open and, and keep the conversation fluid. Okay, Jane, what are your thoughts on it? I agree with Styles. <laughs> like I totally agree with him uh, because I actually do teach my children to be independent and not reliant upon others because I don't want them to be easily influenced by the opinions or the approval of others. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drill that into them, like be a free thinker, do what works for you, be self-reliant, be independent, stand out. Don't be afraid that, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And I, like this is enlightening for me because I'm not perfect. So this is enlightening for me as a parent that maybe I do need to start incorporating some things like teaching them and 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 talking to them about it being okay to rely on someone emotionally, but there needs to be caution because you have to understand or know that this person actually loves you and has your best interest at heart before you can do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, me as a parent, especially with my daughter, um, I teach her to be extremely independent. So, she's like a mini-me, you know? She helps me around the house more than the boys do. And sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm creating another me. I've grown up my whole life feeling that it's not cool to depend on no one. Everything is just me, me, me. And I'm thinking it's okay but deep down inside is not because now that I'm an adult, all these years, billions of times, Styles and I have had a rela- um a relationship. You hear me? Talked about relationships, and I'm like, I don't need a relationship. And he will always get on me, and he's right because I'm over here talking shit that I don't need a relationship. Having being in a relationship is not a necessity; it's a want. It is a necessity. And um, now that I'm, you know, doing therapy, I had this discussion with my therapist the other day and I was like in tears crying. She was like, you know, Barbie, it's okay to need a man. She's like, some women are independent and they don't need to be in a relationship to be a better person. And then there's some women that do need that. She was like, it's okay to accept that and see that that's what you need and that's what you want. And I was like, all these years I've been saying, I don't want it, I don't need it. And I finally realized that it's something that I want and I need. And I think it was for the better, though. Yeah, it was. Because you were picking the wrong motherfuckers anyway. Yeah, and I feel more relieved, honestly, because I've honestly been been living a freaking lie, lying to myself all these years, just because it hasn't been working out with all these men. It's like, oh, fuck it. It's okay, it didn't work out. That was what I was going to ask you. 
I was going to ask you why. <clears throat> excuse me. I was going to ask you why it has been that you've been lying to yourself, or yeah. Yeah, it was my way of protecting myself. But if you don't know any better, how are you lying to yourself? You think you're telling yourself the truth. You don't know any better. So how how was that like you lying I to yourself? I didn't know any better. Right. So at the now time I when do, you were yeah. saying that, that was your truth at the time. Yeah. It was. It definitely yeah, was. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But now that I know better, I'm doing better, and it was just a hard pill to swallow really hard like I hadn't cried that much in so long and I'm grateful that I reached the point in my life where I can sit here and say yes I want to be loved I want you know to love someone the same way and let's just see how it goes I'm open for it now now that I know it's exactly what I need and what I want I'm leaving the doors open for it where before I was shutting it down not even giving it a fucking thought so this entire time that you've been telling yourself you didn't need a man, did you not realize that deep down you wanted one? No, I just felt like if it was like an accessory type thing, honestly, like an extra, something extra to have. It might sound crazy the way I'm describing it, but I felt that all I needed was me and my kids. I didn't really need a man. And, you know, the kids are getting older. There's certain things that I want to do. Go to the movies, go out to eat. I can do it with my kids, but it's not the same thing as if I was doing it with someone I'm in a relationship with. Mm. So it sounds like this is just what I'm hearing. I hear things very differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sounds <laughs> but it sounds like basically what you're saying is you didn't need the type of man. You hadn't encountered a man yet. That was the type of man that you really needed and wanted. Yes, I have yet I, to find that. I think it, I think it was deeper right. than that, though. Okay. Um, re- remember the whole thing when she was growing up and everything that was instilled in her. She was she. It was basically um, a learned thing, you know, that she didn't need anybody because I, I was paying attention a little bit in between snaps of this football game that's going on, <laughs> and yes. Lamar's doing his thing um, Yeah no but he That was a learned behavior You understand or a learned um, thought process So she again She didn't um, That's what she thought she You know she thought relationships Were all about that That was her, her, her handbook For relationships right And I started to talk about this fucking mushroom coffee That I'm drinking like I'm focused Nah nigga you all over the place No the thing, <laughs> the thing is her handbook told her a bunch of stuff, and she went by that shit verbatim. The Bible, her Bible, her relationship yeah. Bible, rebuked the devil. Yes, all the females in my family were single moms mm. doing it on their own. My mm-hmm. mom, my aunts, everyone, everyone. Only one of my aunts has been married, you know, all these years. But everybody else, single, doing it on their own. So... I've seen that they were successful. They didn't need a man to get where they needed to get to do what they had to do. Did they not need a man or did they just keep saying it, but you were viewing it differently? That's the way it was portrayed. Not once did I ever hear my mom or any of my aunts complaining like, oh, my God, I'm lonely. I need a man. Like it was all about them. 
But even then, remember, because we're window shopping, so we see things differently when we're standing on the outside. So when you're on the outside looking in and Mm -hmm. mom had an issue with something or, you know, where a man would actually resolve that issue. Like you didn't you never seen like anything like that because I mean, whatever it is, my mom was a single. You know, what's so funny about this whole shit, right? Because for three weeks, I've been telling you I can't take relationship advice from my mother. And you're like, why? For 10 weeks. Do, for 10 weeks. I'm sorry. My math was off. I'm, my math ain't math. And it's, you know, it's funny after two o'clock in the afternoon. But for 10 weeks, I've been sitting here talking about I can't take. And I've been getting shit for saying that. But uh-huh. in essence, that's exactly what you just said. Because this is the stuff that came from the family, the family group. And this is yeah. you, you're taking it from that. You're mirroring what happened over there, and you looking at me like Styles. You can't say you can't take advice from your mother. Like shit, the I way never, I'm seeing it, you can't either. Yeah, the way you're seeing it, you're absolutely right. But I never said. Say it again. Stop. Stop. That's, I'm, <laughs> this, that, that's a whole moment for me right now. That's a whole moment. One more time. Nah, I don't like repeating myself. You heard me. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I do have a question though. Go ahead. So my question is, and it's a it's a very genuine and honest question, and hopefully you have a great answer. But <laughs> have you ever seen these women you speak of genuinely happy for someone who did have a man? From what I know, happiness to be, yeah. Because all those years I thought they were the equivalent of what happiness is. That's not and what he asked you. That's that's not what he asked. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is these women who who were independent and strong and didn't need a man and who kind of like inadvertently fed that to you, right? Mm-hmm. Not inadvertently, but indirectly is the word I was looking for. Okay. Um, have you ever seen them happy for others, other women who had a man that was a good man that was in a good relationship? Have you ever seen them genuinely happy about that or? Have you seen and heard things like she's stupid? I don't know why she. He probably, you know, that sort of. Or, or were they like genuinely happy when they saw no. other women? Yeah. Can I happy. compound that, Jay? I just no, want to no. compound that. Let's so, go. Let's exactly. Go. So, like, and when when he says genuinely oh, happy, I'm, I'm talking about on a consistent basis, not no. because he went out and bought her a car, and then and then that moment they were happy, and it was so like, it you was, know what? That's guy. It was always negative. Oh, she's stupid. He's probably with someone else. Yeah, it was always negative. The single yeah. wives club is crazy. But yeah. and you sit there, you you was really giving me shit talking about I can't take advice. I'm, but I'm being, I, and I've been honest from the first recording. I can't take no, advice from my mom. Go ahead. Every recording is like I'm opened up to something new. Like, mm-hmm. while we sitting here talking, like, I'm actually thinking about what you guys are saying. Look, I realized why I stopped having sex. It was because, mm-hmm. you know, of my whole way of handling that last breakup, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that interaction shit. Um, and then now with this, it's like. <laughs> and now with this, it's just <laughs> like, damn. So basically, the environment I was in was setting me up to believe that this is what life is, and it's not. And I realized that it's not, and I don't want it. I don't want this. I want more. I deserve more. Yeah, throw that shit in the garbage. Um, mm-hmm. You know what's so funny? 
because I did, I was scrolling through my notes and I did find my deactivating strategies and what was in my toolkit at that point. And the funny thing about it was like Bob had bounced around a little bit and it wasn't going according to my timeline that I had my notes. Anyway, getting to what, so what was in my toolkit? Phrases such as, no, no, a little bit. What was in my toolkit? Phrases such as I'll call you back, switching the subject. Sarcasm, which can turn, which can be a turn on, or oh, wait, use hold a turn. On. Huh? Sorry to cut you off, but I'm not sorry. So, didn't I ask him what was some of his deactivating strategies? Yeah, yeah, you so did. That was your so, time to say it. No, no, no. I understand that. But what happened was it wasn't. You was jumping around. You missed the no, whole first part playing, of what I just you, said. You were just listening, um, paying attention to football. But go ahead. Got I'm sorry you. for interrupting. The other one, that. the fourth one, right? Now, nah, no worries. <laughs> the fourth one. Harboring my true feelings for my partner Yeah I used to do that So you can hear I love you But you're not reciprocating Like you're not getting that back You understand what I'm saying You get the smile and the word But you're not getting You're not getting the uh, Yeah you're not getting that back I used to be you like oh, how cute Whenever guys used yeah. to tell me They love me like, that's, the, that's disgusting I would ghost you for life I would have never told you that again Ever And I would grab them And kiss them like Oh you're so cute I had a I had a female This is off topic Just real quick I told a female I said babe I love you She said oh thank you Thank you That's what Saying a donation We not doing that (laughs) For real She give you a receipt With that too The fuck I don't know Yeah Verbal receipt Yeah nah We good Oh god Thank you is okay At least she's being polite Right ladies Uh Nah that was painful I had to get out of that I'm glad you got out of it And made it out safe all right, I have another clip for us. When your partner hears how you miss your ex or how you long for the perfect soulmate, it leads him or her to believe that you're craving true closeness and intimacy when in fact you're driving it away. Listen, I, this this whole chapter brought back memories. You used to say this that? You used to me. use it? You used to arm yourself up with your exes? That statement ever come out of anybody's mouth? I'm changing all the fucking locks. I'm changing the lock on your phone. I'm changing the locks on the doors. I'm changing. I'm changing the lock on your car doors. Nah, it's over. That to me is beyond disrespect. Being an avoidant, it's just a respect thing. So you you know that somebody clear wrote this fucking book at that point. As soon as he said that, I'm like, yeah, nah. Somebody clear wrote this because it's it's just respect. You understand? That shit has nothing to do with anything. It's just. I'm not, I'm not being an avoided Nigga you just disrespectful Dickhead I was a disrespectful avoidant I'm not gonna front Sorry guys Well you guys. was running your relationships You was running I niggas, run so, shit Yeah I'm, trying, I'm gonna try not to run shit That much Next time around I, I mean know, if you, you know ex- what it is What Right Some women are better at leading There's some men That are not good leaders We have to be realistic Right so that's true. I that's need to find a man that's gonna be okay with me leading and him assisting me. Get the, the fuck out of here. The the problem with that is you're not gonna be happy in that scenario. She's Why? not because because you're raising another fucking kid. Yeah, no, it's out is of that, order. The order no, is wrong. That's all I know. So being with someone who's gonna want to lead and not allow me to have any type of authority in it. It's not gonna make me happy. Well, it's you all how you write. The, you won't. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. You won't respect him. You won't respect him. Amen. You, and that's you, exactly. You, yeah. 
where I was going, you're not going to respect him at all. No, because he's going to be helping going. me with the whole but, leading position. But you don't, you don't want Scott, you don't want a Scottie Pippen, Mike. It's not what you want. Cut it out. Stop playing. Because right now we were doing so good until you said that. Then Jay got into with the corrective action. Go ahead, Jay. Just just let it have it, Jay. No, that that was all I was going to say. Like you won't respect him. Like you. So here's what I and I said this. I say this a lot. Um, we are a lot like children sometimes, and we we think we we have this fantasy, we have this this unrealistic expectation or whatever in our heads, and we think that that's gonna make us happy. If I could just get a better job, I'll be happy. And then you get a better job, and within the first six months, you're complaining about the pay on that damn job. <laughs> Like me working from home, right? <laughs> if I can just find a job working at home, here I am working exactly. at home, bored out of my mind. Right. If and I could just find thing. a job where I got to do shit and they pay me. And every time I do exactly. catch myself complaining, I'm like, God, I am so grateful that I finally do have a job because I wasn't working for Facts. two years. Um, but, you know, it just gets boring sitting at home alone. It happens. And it's the same way when when I hear women say, oh, I don't need a man that's going it's cool with me being the leader. Because what's gonna happen is when you when you encounter an alpha male or a leader, I hate the alpha male term out there like it, but I use it because people understand what it is what it means. Mm-hmm. But or you know, when you encounter a guy that embodies these things, you'll find yourself being attracted to him and you'll start looking at this dude like he's a fucking Simp. He's a simple-minded motherfucker. He's weak, and he's and you'll start to loathe and despise him to a degree. I'm being honest. Like you may not think so, mm-hmm. but you will. Word. So check it out. This is the thing. You can't be independent in a codependent situation. Stop going against the grain. You know what I mean? Either. You never know. It could work. <clears throat> I mean, it could, but you just like Jay said, you you're not gonna be happy. Like my wife and I, we have a partnership. You know what I mean? It's not it's not sixty forty. It's fifty fifty. That's what I said. <laughs> well, he can be my assistant, so it's like a partner. That's not a partner. That's I, not I a wish partner. the fuck somebody would say that I'm their assistant and then we <laughs> we splitting the shit down the middle. That's my assistant. What you're describing is you make decisions and he goes along. No, what he Styles can give me is, some is constructive criticism. Is, we sit down and make decisions together. That means he has equal right to veto your decision, and you can vice go versa. Yep, and vice versa. Okay, you're right. You know what? I've been doing it my way all these years, and it didn't work. Change is good. So, yeah, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> she all said, right. "No sex, even though I'm not in a relationship." Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. All right, so the Phantom X. Obviously, you guys never did the whole Phantom X thing, right? It's disrespectful. I mean, I probably did it in high school. No, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it it in high school. I have a question, right? When it comes to... I'm going to bring up Huang again real fast because I thought of him with this Phantom X thing. Could this be their situation? The Phantom X is like, let's say, for example, you break up with the person and then um, I'm hoping I'm not confusing the Phantom X and the one. Yeah, no, I'm not. The Phantom X, you break up with your ex, right? And then when you see that they're slowly but surely moving on, you start to think of the feelings you have for them and the good times that they got shared. And then you bring them right back in 
until you got them there for a little while and then you let them go and it's like a never ending cycle. Like one situation? Yeah. And this is something that's categorized as the Phantom X. So it made me think that's of maybe that his stuff. person. Yeah, that's not what he said. Yes, it is. You're going to make like me pull out my phone and. Yeah, I'm going to make you like pull out your phone. The Phantom X. The Phantom X was. No, he just yes. literally, from based on the clip that you just played, it's basically me throwing experiences that I had with a very real person in your face in my time of need. And when I say my time of need, it served me, it didn't serve you. I'm thinking that I even yeah, played the clip. Yeah, that's what I see. I think, did I play the last clip? I'm gonna play it. Hold on, just in case I did it. Are we? When your partner hears how you miss your ex. Yeah, I did play that one. Yeah, you just yeah. played that but one. But that clip has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, though. So, in the book, The Phantom X, he describes it as when you break up with your ex. I wish I had another phone so I could, because I wrote down the clip and I didn't freaking record it. That's fine, Bob. Make your point. We're here for you. The Phantom X. So, it made me think that with Huang's situation, that the person that he was dealing with is an avoidant. And whenever she sees that he is slowly but surely moving on from her, she wheels him back in, makes him feel all those feelings all over again. And when she has him, she lets him go. And it's like a whole never ending cycle. She's a very selfish, self-serving individual. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't even think she's like an avoidant. She's, she's just autistical. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jay. I'm sure there's a bunch of adjectives. No, 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 no. Go ahead, bro. I just, no, no, no. no. Like, we gon' because then we gonna just end up dragging her. We, and then Juan don't want to listen to the yeah, yeah, to nah, the to but, the podcast. Like, and I'm Juan, <laughs> respectfully, you know, brother. Yeah, this is yeah, all respectfully. This is this is me giving. I'm I'm just basically calling it. I'm window shopping right now. I'm seeing things you can't see because you're standing too close to it. I'm on the other side of that window. Yeah, and I see it all. And you bugger, but um. That's neither here nor there. We addressed that already. No, man. Hey. It is literally the... Um, so, I went to... Back in the day. Way back in the day. I went to Lancy Leather to buy some leather coats. Right? This nigga took it man, back. Little, <laughs> yeah. Like a little two-for-one deal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, the exclusive joints. Why you go for the two-for-one? You made it sound like Walmart, man. <laughs> 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 that was back in Mind you Jay's not guys. even in New York And he said Delancey Street Go ahead Jay yeah. Talk about it brother <laughs> So So you know Moving around I see the jackets I'm like the coats I'm like man Those are nice So Cass like man you, You're my first customer Jewish dude I, I assumed he was Jewish He looked Jewish to me He's like man You're my first customer Of the day I can't let you get out of here I gotta sell you something Let's 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 make something happen Right So we going through that And uh it was the it, it got to a point where it was like, man, time's running out. You gotta act now, or you gonna lose the deal, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a very strong tactic to use on a motherfucker, right? Strong and so and that's suspect the same, at the same time. It, absolutely, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's 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 kind of I feel like the tactic that's being used in that scenario or in those types of situations. It's like. Okay, like you know, I'm hot and cold. I'm hot right now. Like you need to go ahead and strike while the iron's hot because I, next week I may not feel this way. And it's not. Yeah. It's not even something that's being said, but it's it's being 
demonstrated or it's being it's a the undertone of the situation so in fear of losing the situation or the relationship or the interaction like a lot of times we cling to it and grasp it right away because if we don't act now then something may happen with this other person or some other person or something you know so it's Mm kind of like I gotta act now and then I work out the particulars and the details later and that was kind of like that Delancey leather thing it was kind of like man just you know get your money together Mm -hmm. (laughs) right give me get it you know give me something I'll hold it for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying right that deposit is everything yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so with, with Huang's situation, what I think is that he views her as the one, which is another thing that they speak about in the mm-hmm. book. You know, yeah, we exactly. have this fantasy in our heads of the person that we want to be the one. And right. even if, you know, Huang does decide to finally let go and move on to someone else, he's going to constantly keep comparing everyone else to the quote unquote, the one which is her and that is another situation that can keep you stuck as an avoidant and fuck up any future relationships yeah you mean keep wait 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 you're saying that Juan's an avoidant keep him stuck as an avoidant he's not no he's not an avoidant he's definitely not an avoidant no no he's he's an he's in my opinion currently he is anxious currently he's definitely anxious but the ill part about it is like he's he's anxious for a chick that's with another dude or playing ping pong between two dudes. See, the thing is, she understands him way better than she he understands her. You know, mm-hmm. so she's able to maneuver because her emotions. She don't. She doesn't allow her emotions to get too heavily involved because she knows if I do this, he's gonna do that. If he does, you know what I mean. So, but with him, yeah, he's doing shit, and he's like, I'm gonna do this, and I hope that she's receptive. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, Barb, I, I, I want to ask you a question real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, or have you ever experienced a situation where you have less respect for a man who's predictable? Yeah. He's predictable. Mm-hmm. So the respect level is not there. Not Whereas yeah. with someone different, someone strange, you don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to react. So there's all the, always the, that mystique and that... Um, you know that mystery there that kind of keeps keeps you engaged, and so it sounds to me like she's going back and forth between what's familiar and what's mysterious. Yes. And what's mysterious is more intriguing, but what's familiar is more comforting. And so I was been, I was in this situation before, and me I went too. back and forth, back and forth to the point that I had them fighting with each other, keying each other's cars, putting sugar in gas oh, tanks, damn. all this stupid stuff. Yeah. And it can Some get like shit that. right there. Yeah. Yeah. It can get like it, that. And, you know, with men is even worse. So hopefully that won't ever be the situation with Juan because, you know, we want everybody to be safe. But it can definitely get that way if there is someone else involved. And unfortunately, but I, blame I feel that. her. No, yeah, of she's, course. It is her fault. I mean, and when I say that, um, he's, he has to shoulder some of the blame as well because he's the one. She's the puppet master. You understand yes. what I'm saying? She's the puppet master. And I think what's happening is she's dealing with two different type of attachment styles. You know, uh, the, the guy that she's with, that might be an ain't shit nigga. 
And she's drawn to it because she was like she's more or less like in a position where she she wants that nigga to love her the way that Juan loves her. But he mm-hmm. refuses to do that. So it's just like one vicious cycle. So he, you know, she's washing, rinsing, and repeating, basically, that whole situation. And yeah. he, you know, Paul Juan. Now, fuck that. Now, Paul Juan, because you got like 10 episodes you could literally put in your pocket. Just play them shits on repeat and you get right. So change the locks, nigga. And, I mean, I can't say any plainer. Change, change the locks, man. Stop. Stop letting her play you like that. That shit is crazy. Yeah, the ball that shit is, in is her crazy. Court. He needs to take the ball's control. always in her court. She goes home she, with the ball. She definitely sounds like an avoider. Yeah, she definitely is. She definitely sounds like yeah. an avoider. And Wong, you need to take over. That's my advice to you. And we have eight simple ways right now that I'm gonna name to help you out with trying to get better. Make the situations better Well actually These eight points That I'm about to Mention Are for avoidance Who are trying Not to be avoidance anymore So let me correct that Wong play this Part of the episode for her So she can get right Make sure she listens to this Okay No No uh, uh, It's not Cause she doesn't This is not gonna help her This will help him She's comfortable In her position That's her position You fucking up her bread Right now are you crazy? Like she said, go play this for her. For what? That bitch gonna be like, yo, respectfully. That bitch gonna be like, yo, um, <laughs> take this shit up the block. Move around, my guy. And we're not so we're not doing this. So we're basically giving him an insight on how she is. That way he can know what to expect and he can really know. Him. I feel like we've been talking to a wall for the past three, four weeks, because he's not he's not receptive to this. Anything that's you need to do this to make her like you more. He's not listening to. Period. He shouldn't have to do anything to make her like him more. Like Bob, you missed my whole fucking point. I felt like I was just talking to Juan just now. That's you know not look, that was look. that was not my point at all. Look. My point was he's not receptive to anything outside of fixing his relationship with her. And what yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah, to do yeah. is tell him she's not for him. Even if she fell in love with the nigga tomorrow, 12 months from now, he would build resentment because he'd be like, yo, all of this for what? You get what I'm saying? For what? That's, that's true. That's true. I agree. All right. So let's give the people some eight steps. These steps are for the avoidance who are trying to become better people and not push love away. Right. Step number one, learn to identify your deactivating strategies. For example, don't act on impulse. Stop, think about things, and get out of your head. I think that's the best way to put it. Number two, de-emphasize self-reliance and focus on mutual support. It's okay for you and your partner to depend on one another. Like I said, all these years, I was selling myself short, thinking it wasn't okay to depend on someone, and here I am, 38 years old. finally realized it but it's better late than never right number three find a secure partner i say it all the time i've been saying that for the past couple episodes i need me a secure leo i love jane styles the way they are you guys are amazing so i'm looking for a leo any leos out there that are over 510 holler at me only if you're single (laughs) number four be aware of your tendency to misinterpret behaviors 
negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. Stop thinking that everything is gonna go to shit. Think positive and positive things will come your way. Stop thinking negative. There's always someone good out there. Number five, make a relationship gratitude list. Sit down every day and even if it's one thing a day that you can be grateful for about your partner, it'd be something as simple like, oh, he throws out the garbage without me having to ask him. Oh, she always makes sure I I come home to dinner every night. Simple things like that. Make a list and show your partner that you appreciate them. Number six, nix the phantom ex. Stop thinking about that ex. They're an ex for a reason. All right. Leave them where they belong in the past. That's something that I, guys, never did. I always stood friends with my exes. And yeah, I wish you guys just saw Jay's face. I always stood friends with all my exes. And that's a whole other episode. But anyway, yeah, leave the exes where they belong. Back there. Number seven, forget about the one. Don't wait for it. Go out there and make it happen. Don't sit at home hoping and praying that the one is going to come knocking on your door. It's not going to be your Amazon driver, UPS driver. Go out there, find someone, and make it happen. And number eight, adopt the distraction strategies. Meaning, look for something to distract you so you can let your guard down and actually care for your partner. I remember him giving an example of cooking. Sitting there, doing something, cooking with your partner, drawing, going out for a walk, things like that. Certain situations like that allow you to feel more comfortable in the present moment, let your guard down, and that way you can love your partner the way they need to be loved. Any other other advice you guys will give before we close out to our avoidance? No, I'm advised out. Yeah, I think we did pretty good with giving you guys advice. It was it was a very long inform informative episode, but it was definitely needed. Dare to be touched. Here's the quote of the day. So for the quote of today, I'm keeping it simple. Happiness is only real when it's shared. I'm mad, like I said, I waited so long to realize that. You know, our children make us happy, our family members make us happy, but finding someone that we can spend our life with and sharing a whole bunch of moments with is a whole different happiness that we all deserve. What, Styles? No, I just don't agree with the the happiness is only real part. (laughs) It's only real when it's shared. But I don't think think that... I'm. No, I don't have to share my like share something or my space in order to be happy. That doesn't make it real. It makes it more enjoyable. Okay. But it doesn't make it real. Like so happy. Because you're happy because that's like enjoyable. saying your happiness is contingent on another person. I'm not I I'm get exactly happy. what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Alright, so yeah, he's right. Jay? Any closing words? No, 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 no. That was a moment. Sorry. Sorry, Jay. Enjoy bring it, it. Bring it back over here. Bring it back over here, Bob. Say it again. What? I had to sleep. Almost. Wait. What happened? No, no, no. I didn't even have to spin, spin the block for that one, Jay. What? Go ahead, say it again. Just say it again. Oh, no. Go ahead, Jay. Go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, 
I don't really have any closing words. I think we did a, a great job at, at closing everything out. Um, just to reiterate, I feel like, you know, secure uh, attachment styles. Are, I agree with you, Barb, are pretty much, from what I'm seeing, the one for everybody. But mm-hmm. don't think that a secure attachment style simply means that you go with the flow and everything because secure attachment styles also have boundaries and as styles has put it a secure attachment style can still be an asshole Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm looking forward to that chapter (laughs) so yeah um but as far as avoidance go you know it's it's good to acknowledge or to figure out that you are an avoidant and try to find ways to improve on that and it's a process it's not going to be overnight but as you're working on it you open yourself up to experience love in different ways and that's what it's all about amen guys let them know where they can find you jay's always prepared i'm gonna let him go first All right, so on Instagram, it's the Cognac Room Podcast. On Twitter, it's the Cognac Room. And on Facebook, it's the Cognac Room Podcast. All right, so you can find me on Twitter at The Hour. Um, You can also find me on um, the Brunch Hour Podcast coming back. Um, Happy Hour Podcast. Happy Hour Live. Uh, You can catch me there. My sister, I think my mother, my mother cheated and had another kid. Cause I swear, if, if Jess isn't my sister, I don't know who the fuck is. But anyway, shout outs to bless Jess. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm there and here and everywhere. And where else? Coming soon. Oh, fright! No, 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 no! I didn't because I was thinking about this long and hard today. Pause. Um, Friday Night Live is coming back. We gonna be taking shots. We're going to be listening to podcasts. We're going to be talking shit. I can't wait, honestly. I can't Neither wait. Neither can I. It's going to be amazing. Guys, Epic. thank you for joining us another week. We'll see you next week. I think next week is the secure week. I'm looking forward to that. We got to dive into Jay and Styles. If you have any questions you want me to ask them, you can send those in. All right? So we'll see you next week. Subscribe, rate, and follow Barbie on IG at let underscore me underscore touch underscore you. Facebook at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Twitter at Let Me Touch You 3. And on YouTube at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe and stay blessed.